1: The good news is that kevin durant is back and the good news for the celtics is that jason tatum isn't the same guy that he was as a 19 year old rookie oh tatum set up the smoke detector durant splits the double
0: got it oh, Kyrie with a little bit of paint magic tatum
1: higher than fish grease took it out of traffic bucket whoa another day at the office for jason tatum 54 points <laughs>
2: He is Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby, we are Jalen and Jacoby, what What is it that we do? We get a people! people. people. Jalen Rose, the Boston Celtics have quietly been the hottest team in the NBA, but Jason Tatum, there was nothing quiet about his 54-point performance that got them the win over KD Kyrie and the Nets. Jalen, is it time to start really taking the Celtics seriously in the Eastern Conference?
3: Taking the Celtics serious almost is like taking my fit serious. You got to. It's mandatory. Absolutely, my brother. Here's the thing. They had to iron out the dynamic of who's going to be the go-to guy with the Celtics. The elephant in the room with this roster as the season started, and I mentioned Ime Adoka was going to get this team to play defense, and Marcus Smart alluded to it basically earlier in the press conference when he talked about sharing the ball. So that's the two points of contention that they've really improved at since the first of the year. They've been the best defensive team in the league, And Marcus Smart, practicing what he preaches, had nine assists yesterday. Now, ironing out the dynamics, it was foolish for anybody to ever say out of their mouths that the Celtics should trade Jalen Brown. Newsflash, you're not going to get a better player in return that's currently in the league, and you're not going to draft the player that's going to be better than Jalen Brown. So that was just dumb all the way around. He also had over 20 yesterday. And so what I mean is when Tatum is going, it's his time to shine on the big stage 54 points and by the way we get so caught up in like who's a contender in the east and who may win it all but let's just go old school basketball for a second it was a sunday afternoon and jason tatum was playing against kevin durant and one of those guys had over 50 and the other guy returned and had over
2: 30 it was a great game actually for the most part It was a great game. The Nets had a lead in the end of the third quarter, but it was Tatum who took over in the fourth. And we always talk about, Brown and Tatum when they deserve that kind of shine but what really has this defense in particular going are the two Williams is Lord and Grant and Horford's giving them good minutes and Marcus Smart is anybody who's got the ball he is playing and he's going to cover the defense on this Celtics team is really is what propelled them and in a seven game series when things slow down and you get to game plan for another team the defense is what can get you a win in a seven game series
3: and effort like you mentioned that defense that multiple efforts give it get uh help and recover contesting and recover and then clearing the backboard also al horford has had a couple of double digit rebounding games and as you mentioned robert williams blocking shots changing shots catching lobs, and i appreciate his improvement and as i was watching him it reminded me of like mitchell robinson in a lot of ways for the knicks Like, when you have two young players that are both bigs and you're nurturing them along, it seems like Robert Williams has now taken that leap, And Mitchell Robinson has been terrific. He's leading the the league in field goal percentage. But, like, as a parallel, that's what you want to see from a young big. And that now has stabilized their starting lineup. And, again, I've always talked about one of the weaknesses of the Celtics, in particular defensively, is that Tatum or Brown were usually guarding a player that was 25 or 30 pounds heavier than them in particular the last four minutes of the game well when williams is playing well both williams are playing well and you get quality minutes from al horford now that allows jalen brown Mm. and jason tatum to play more like wings and that's freed them up to score and do other things out on the floor
2: Jalen, I hang out a lot with you um, outside of this television show, and one of the things we always joke about is the fact that you attend events without tickets. Like, you'll just go to the Lakers game and just walk in (laughs) because people just open doors for you. Well, we had a similar situation with another former NBA player at this game in the Garden. Let's just take a look at what happened with Glenn Big Baby
0: Davis. Oh, these are our seats? Yeah. All right. (laughs) You (laughs) on me. Huh?
2: Big Baby Davis is, oh, oh, this is y'all's seats? Okay. Jalen, you've been to a million basketball games. How does this happen?
3: <laughs> well, this happens when you enter the arena. Big Baby know that wasn't his seat. Was your t- he know how to read. <laughs> they t- you know they take saying? track he of those ones right the next team, to the court. Won a championship with the squad. He knows the seating arrangement and how it works. I'm pretty sure he's filled tickets out in envelopes. But families and friends he know what it is but the funniest thing about it is when he looked left and looked right and then he did the nervous point when somebody said his name look He's hoping, so <laughs> look, save me! Yo, 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 what up? You know? What I'm saying? Watch your point. Come At the very yeah.
2: Ain't nobody calling you, dawg. Look. I also like, if, if those were my seats, I would wait until the camera was off him. You know what I mean? It's just like, just let him let him have his 10 seconds on camera, and then I'll let him know that those are my seats after they get off. Shout out to Glenn oh. Big Baby Davis, friend of the show, been on the show before. Jalen, we had a lot of action in the NBA beyond this one game. It was a finals rematch in Milwaukee. The Suns did not have Booker, but this one was closer than I expected, but it was not Giannis. Giannis didn't play that well, to be honest with you. It was Middleton that got them the win yesterday.
3: So that loud noise you hear in the Eastern Conference is the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks stabilizing themselves. Mm recently we've seen their big three each have 25 in the game first time all year Giannis when you look at any other numbers of all of the MVP candidates Giannis is right there going into this game he's had his highest player efficiency rating not only of his career but one of the highest of all time he's in foul trouble something else we haven't seen Two players on the same squad have at least 16 points in the fourth quarter of a basketball game. Drew Holiday got going. He was struggling the entire game offensively. At the end of the third quarter, Coach Bud, he was talking about Giannis. He was talking about Middleton. And he said, I wouldn't be surprised if Drew got going this quarter. That's Mm. exactly what he said. And he got going. Giannis kept fouling. Bad reach-in foul, terrible decision. Got him out of the game. It happens. And then here comes Chris Middleton, right? Calm within the storm. 44 big points, 17, I believe, in the fourth. And I like that dagger that he made on the right side. I know our guy friend of the show, Jay Crowder, wasn't happy about that. But you got to let that one fly just like he did to uh, put the nail in the coffin. And so you add Serge Ibaka. You hope to get Brooke Lopez back. And now, all of a sudden, they have a lot of depth up front to go with Bobby Portis. They have height. They have versatility. And so, while we're enamored and rightfully so by the, 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 the pairing of James Harden and Joel Embiid and the intrigue of what the Nets might be, and obviously you got to pay respect to the Miami Heat because they've been flirting with the number one spot.
2: But, man, these Milwaukee Bucks seem to be hitting their stride at the right time. I have absolutely no idea who's going to win the Eastern Conference. I'd be lying if I said into a microphone I did, because there are four or five teams that I could see in the NBA Finals, which is going to make the Eastern Conference playoffs so exciting. But, Jalen, in the Western Conference, the Joker, the Stretch Mark Five, MVP candidate, and without Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter Jr., he just keeps single-handedly taking this team to wins, and he's been doing it all season long. And last yesterday was no different with the 46-point win
3: you nasty boy you nasty dog we need to stop taking the joker for granted let Freeze. me be the person that says that because he's not a high flyer and he's not catching lobs and he doesn't have uh um an array of high flying moves that are in the top 10 on sports center we overlooking 46 12 and 11. is that what we doing right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Play, playing without jamal murray and hoping to get both of he he and michael porter jr back and that was a nice win over the pelicans who's who've played some pretty good games recently and so as the mvp race gets slotted i want you to make sure when you look at joel and numbers they're going to be comparable to Giannis's, and not as good as the Jokers, no. the difference right now in that odds to me is record. The Philadelphia 76ers seem to be ascending towards the number one spot, but you can't overlook the fact if Giannis' numbers are the same as NB's and his team has a better record, it's going to go down to the wire. But lastly, here's what I appreciate. The big man is back. I always tell you, it's a tall man's game. Tall man's game. Giannis, two-time regular season MVP. The Joker won it last year. Giannis won finals MVP, defensive player of the year. And Embiid is in pole position possibly to win MVP this year as well.
2: This was just an absolute dominant performance from Jokic. We always talk about the Clippers. Well, what if they get Paul George and Kawhi back? We talk about the Nets. What if they get Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant and Kyrie's available? This isn't even a what if with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. This team (laughs) with Jokic alone is enough to surprise you in the first or second round in a seven-game series. That's how well the Joker has been playing. And it is time to revisit the MVP conversation because right now I might have Jokic as my number one, because of the assist, when you put the numbers Ooh. next to each other, when you look at Embiid's production, and Giannis's production, Jokic has just, he's got like four more assists a game. He changes the game. He And the roster he has around him is not like the rosters that are around Atensikupo and Embiid. Jokic is doing it more himself. Jalen, I'm not going to sit here and act like I watched the NFL Combine all weekend because I was watching NBA basketball all weekend, but there were a couple <laughs> of 40s that showed up in my yeah. timeline on Twitter, starting with Kalen Barnes from Baylor. The second... Fastest 40-yard yeah. dash of all time. Jalen, look at this. Gone.
3: Yeah. Gone.
2: That's a human being I love being this running. so
3: much because, like, but just think about, like, the discipline of the moment to prepare yourself for a 40-yard dash that's going to basically impact your entire career. Like, when you do that, your stock improves or it lessens. In most cases, and, and and that's that's that seems really harsh, but it always it always uh I always appreciate that they're that that they're ready for this big stage, and a big guy like Jordan Davis right there, who not only won a national championship with the Georgia Bulldogs after they beat Michigan and Alabama, but the big fella was out there humping. <laughs> he made at it look the easy, but that man, easy, and it reminded me of something. What's that? It reminded me of. I saw the best, what I consider the fastest guy, then the best big guy. Let me show you the greatest guy who was the worst at the combine, Tom Brady. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? So wh- 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 so when you get so very caught up in what's happening at the combine, look at this. He has a parachute on his back and he's running uphill. You he know what I'm saying? To he's still me, running Andy, 40 up trash and he's retired. You know what I'm saying? Not aerodynamic at all. Not with the let's socks, not get the caught shoes, up in the, the metrics. metrics.
2: Let's not worry about Kenny Pickett's hands. Like, let's not worry about 40 times. The GOAT, the greatest of all time, is still running the 40 from 20 years ago at the Combine. Jalen, somehow we made it through the entire first segment of the show without mentioning LeBron James. They might not let us come back after this commercial break. However, we will celebrate the king and his huge Saturday night win over the Warriors right after this. The You're watching The is
3: live. Over. Producer Ja, they want to be down with the
0: king. Jalen and Jacoby is brought to you by Jardians.
2: To no-
0: <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now.
2: Coming to you live from the Seaport of New York City and brought to you by Chase, welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Anthony Rose, just when we all counted the Lakers out, just when we all said there's no chance they could even play their way into the playoffs and win a series, LeBron James came out and put up 56 on the Warriors in a win, did that change the way you feel about this Lakers season?
3: I was at the game. And the beautiful thing about getting a chance to like attend sporting events for work is you get a chance to see all time greatness happen right in front of you. And I got a chance to witness that with LeBron James. As a matter of fact, the other time he had 55, I was there too. The problem was I was playing and he was putting <laughs> it on me. And so like, there, there's the LeBron that needed to play multiple positions and shoot the threes, slash to the basket, run the break and transition and score, the do it all kind of player in order for them to actually win the game. But the important thing to me was the investment back into the roster. And so when I said LeBron needed to play harder, what I meant was set an example. Because when he's going like this, guess what, Stanley Johnson, Russell Westbrook, um, Taylor Horton Tucker, they now have to follow. Austin Reeves. they now have to follow. And so on the spectrum of LeBron now showing me that he can do that, so very elite, if you get a healthy Anthony Davis back, the Lakers ain't going to be getting just swept in the playoffs to me, except by anybody, maybe the Suns. So, like, I just want everybody to temper what they're saying about the Lakers because if the playoffs started, and by the way, there was two teams on the court. LeBron had 56, that's the headline. The small print, Clay had seven. Yep. And he's only scored 25 once this year. He's coming back from two major injuries. And it's tough to come back from any injury, especially two, he started to press a little bit, took a couple of, <coughs> took a couple of bad shots, came across half court one time and just launched without sharing the ball right here. That's just normally not what he does. And then, Seth Curry, a couple of possessions after that, shot an air ball. And so, these Golden State Warriors have really been struggling. And Draymond Green, who I believe is practicing now, and Wiseman, who's also practicing now, they will eventually return to the lineup, and it's much needed. But let's not ignore how LeBron just shredded their front line. He just shredded their front line. And so, if the Lakers get Anthony Davis back I can't just act like the Warriors are gonna beat him 4-1 and Memphis no. is a young team that's getting into the playoffs led by John Morant but I can't act like a healthy LeBron and a healthy AD won't have two of the best three players in that series and so that's gonna be a long series if they play so that's what this reminded me that LeBron still has that gear that he's gonna be able to take it to hopefully Anthony Davis can return.
2: He absolutely does And there's so many question marks in this conference You mentioned Draymond Green potentially coming back And Wiseman and Will Clay start to play himself into the old Clay But you also mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies Who we all sort of suspect would take over that number two position In the Western Conference They had a great opportunity However, they lost to the Rockets Who were on a losing streak themselves Jalen, is there concern about your Grizzlies Who you love so much after this one?
3: Well, I like to, um, like, judge success off of realistic expectations. And what ended up happening, and we saw this happen with our Denver Nuggets as we talked about them the last couple of years, and they ascended to be one of the best teams in the conference, and the Joker ended up being the MVP. That's the exact same thing that's happening with Ja. People are now starting to not only pay attention to the Memphis Grizzlies, but, like, jump on their bandwagon. You, you see what I'm saying? And <laughs> yeah. so, as they got closer to the front or to the top of the conference, I'm like, yeah, you know, to me, they're like 3-4 this year. You know, they're they the, the Warriors, if they were healthy, um, I believe wouldn't be tied with Memphis. But Memphis are also playing without Dylan Brooks. So I want to mm-hmm. give them credit for being second in the Western Conference. But I'm not going to act like I feel like they're invincible. You see what I'm saying? Because when we are talking about we talk about the improved play of Bain, the physicality of Adams, and the playmaking of Anderson. Like, they have some parts and some players that are doing really well. Jerry Jackson Jr., two blocks a game, deserves consideration for Defensive Player of the Year. But as I mentioned, in a playoff series, if they go against the Lakers, for example, Los Angeles will have two of the best three players in the series. So I believe Memphis gets it together. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish at the number two seed. And that would definitely be outplaying expectations.
2: And hopefully, if you get the number two seed, you don't have to face the Lakers in the first round. Who still have to get through the (laughs) playing tournament? Jalen, very quickly, there are reports and rumors. And, of course, it's about Aaron Rodgers. The latest is that the Packers have made a long-term offer commitment to Aaron Rodgers that will change the market for quarterbacks forever Jalen what do you expect to see happen next I expect that the media gonna give Aaron
3: Rodgers another MVP over Tom Brady no wonder why Tom Brady retired you know what I'm saying he had more yards he had more touchdowns in all honesty why is this news so let me get this right hold on let let, let me just act it like I just parachuted in from somewhere else, like that like that camera's doing right there. <laughs> so, you mean to tell me that the Packers are offering Aaron Rodgers a long-term deal?
2: Yeah, they're the no. MVP of the league. They want to keep him on their team. Yeah, that's the news.
3: No, the back-to-back MVP of the league. He loves us not knowing what he's going to do next. But Aaron Rodgers, I know somebody that – knows what you're thinking. His name is David. And he told me weeks and weeks ago that you were going to do interviews talking about going or staying, but you were staying. He's and staying. as the season progressed, I believe, 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 he ain't going nowhere.
2: He ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. We'll see. So just well, we are going somewhere. to tell him will back be very at Devontae That's what you want. We have some video that you need to see involving Rick Ross and Jalen Rose right after this. Doubleheader Wednesday night on ESPN. Countdown at seven, then seven thirty. It is the Suns against the Heat in Miami, and then it is the Blazers against the Jazz in Utah at ten p.m. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose. That is Rick Ross on a camel,
3: not looking that
2: comfortable, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't looking
3: as comfortable as he looking no big body Rolls Royces and Maybox. You know what I'm saying? No. That's a different type of big body. You know what the world needed? We needed to see Rich Forever Rose. And hey, look at like, this. I look appreciate at that. how he's living his best life. Oh wait! Speaking of living the best life, in ain't cutter. Look at me, Jacoby. Holding on for dear life. You gotta hold on, Rose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. ESPN Appreciate Two the at low. 4 p.m.
0: Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming.
1: War.
0: The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Texas Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.
2: We always say we the people that they want. Part of that is podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners, Jalen Anthony Rose. You often talk I'm about done. how uh, WNBA players um, need better salaries, they need better treatment, they need better travel, and one of the byproducts of that is WNBA players oftentimes will find alternate employment during the offseason in other countries. Brittany Griner, we've learned, has been detained in Russia because she had a vape cartridge with some medicinal in it, but she has been detained for three weeks and we are just finding out. Jalen, how do we get Brittany out of there? So,
3: um, there's the cause and there's the effect. And so, let's do the cause first. The cause is Why is she going to Russia? That's the cause. She got on an airplane because she was going to play basketball. Because in Russia, she can make $1.5 million. But in the WNBA, where she's been a champion and one of the best basketball players we've seen in the history of that league, she makes $250,000. Let me say that a little louder for the people in the back. She was not going to Russia for a vacation. She was going to work her second job. And the second job actually pays her more than her day job. So that's why she was going to Russia. To get $1.5 million because playing in the WNBA, she makes $250,000. Now let's get to the effect. Can't be traveling with stuff, especially abroad. No. So I'm gonna make sure that I, like, you come to Jalen and Jacoby for 10 years for us to shoot it straight with you. You know what I'm saying? And not lying to microphones. And I wanna just clarify my position again. Can't be carrying stuff on the flight, especially internationally.
2: And you know something was on. You, she knew. She knew what she was doing. I feel bad for her. Can't be carrying nothing on the flight. Rules and rules,
3: especially internationally,
2: because See, in New what York might happen when you. you're
3: traveling domestically versus what might happen when you're traveling internationally. We sometimes underestimate the laws in other places that we don't live.
2: Yes. They, uh, the the rules are different. If you fly to Los Angeles, you fly into LAX with a vape cartridge, Miss Grinder, you'll be fine. But when you fly They'll Ansel, give you another one. Yeah, they'll, they'll be like, Why is it only halfway <laughs> full? What is wrong with you? Yeah, they'll give you another one exactly. What's wrong with you? Exactly. But um, not in Russia, Jalen. Our guy, Jorge Masvidal. But
3: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We can't get off of that because it's the more important thing that we need to talk about with that topic that you brought up is that she's basically been detained for three weeks and we just now found out about it.
2: Yeah, three weeks is not a short amount of time.
3: while 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 we're telling you don't carry anything on the plane, that doesn't mean detain a human being for three weeks. And then Mm -hmm. we find out while she's still detained. And by the way, she still ain't back yet. Mm. Like whatever discipline that she needs to incur I don't think it needs to happen there.
2: Well. Am I wrong? We'll see what happens next with that story, but we're going to move on to Jorge Masvidal, Kobe Covington, former roommates, former friends, blood feud Saturday night, end up in a losing decision for our guy, Jorge. He's lost a few now, Jalen. Is um, is he going to get back? Are we going to see the Jorge Masvidal that we all fell in love with after the Askerin fight?
3: Uh, no. Man,
2: sometimes it hurts. Sometimes because truth one hurts. thing
3: about being a fighter is uh you can't do that I ain't like being a golfer.
2: No, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't
3: do this forever at the elite level. Like no. you went four in a row in the UFC, it's like they had to retire your shorts. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like for real,
2: for real. Well, Jay, one of the things is and is so like Jorge Masvidal, Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor, three fan favorite fighters, three great personalities, three guys that can sell a fight because their physical abilities and their promotional abilities are elite. However, all three of those fighters do not feel like they are in their prime. They, are, they feel like they are past their prime and we might not see those fighters in the octagon that much more moving forward. Do you agree with that?
3: Agreed, but, but also like there's a, there's a salesmanship element and then there's a personal dislike that the two combatants had. And for me in basketball, people could talk about what Tristan Thompson going to do when Grayson Allen comes to town. But like I told you, he ain't going to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going you know to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? But this sport is different. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you talk about going for the kill, you get an actual chance. To go for the kill and I'm not saying that I wanted to see anybody carried out on the stretcher I'm never rooting for that but I did think based on how they were going into the fight and their familiarity with one another that they would fight until one hit the canvas and couldn't get back up until the fight was over I did think that that was gonna happen I didn't think it was gonna go to
2: distance no I didn't either, and my financial investment was otherwise as well. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't win very many bets this weekend. LeBron got me some, some <laughs> got me a little something as an underdog against the Warriors, but I kept betting the underdogs. I bet the Nets, they lost. I bet the Suns, they kept it close, they lost. You love underdogs, man. Oh, I like the I underdogs, hate those bets. man. The safe bets, safe, safe, you know, minus two hundred bets, like those just aren't as much fun. You know, it's <laughs> just not as much fun. Bet hundred <laughs> to win fifty, like that's just not, that's just not as much fun. You know, uh, Jalen, that's why you got to split Kings to make it more fun. I don't know if I'll be gambling too much on the Michigan Wolverines in the tournament, but they got to win over Ohio State, beat them in football, beat them in basketball. And now are headed into the Big Ten tournament where they will face Indiana. How many wins does this team need in the Big Ten tournament to get into the tournament?
3: One. They should what? be
1: in. They look back Indiana at the quality
3: of wins. Yesterday we were down seven at halftime and ended up waxing Ohio State by double digits on the road. If you look back at some of the quality wins that Michigan has had this year, and by the way, that was without our leading scorer, Hunter Dickerson, Dick Dickinson, who had a stomach ailment and missed the game. Okay. okay. Um, so they'll be in the tournament, but here's the bigger thing that I want to point out. Don't What's be that? surprised, we win the Big Ten tournament. Oh, like, our most recent wins, if you look at our schedule, and you look at our most recent wins, we've proven that we can basically play with and beat anybody in the Big Ten. We've already proven that. So, yeah, we'll be a tournament team, but I'm looking at a a, a Big Ten tournament run. I'm looking at an NCAA tournament run. That's what I'm well,
2: anticipating. The Wolverines have put together some tournament runs lately. Like, if you look at the, the last 10 tournaments, Wolverines have, have made some noise. They've been one of the more consistent uh, college schools out there, and especially with Juwan Howard. I'm rooting for y'all. I'm rooting for y'all, but I will not be gambling on y'all. Thank
3: you, but- brother. And shout to John Beeline, who turned the program around, did an excellent job. Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr. Get Nick Stauskas a job. He out the here Souskis. torturing...
2: But he yeah, out here for the buckets. He's with the Celtics now, apparently. So they got Peyton Pritchard and Nick Stauskas. Hmm. Hmm. Celtics. Jacoby's favorite team. Celtics have a long history of doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen, Major League Baseball wants to institute a pitch clock. 14 seconds with the bases empty, 19 seconds with runners on base.
3: Here's my thing with baseball. I'm gonna watch because I like baseball, but man, y'all continue to alienate the fans so much. Y'all like the fourth or fifth most product
2: that people care about. How much damage about. do you think this, this sort of like a negotiation, holdout, potential lockout, missing games will do to the overall popularity of the so game? So the good thing is that the Major
3: League Baseball, in my opinion, has the best players association anytime you have unlimited years you can sign and no salary cap. So that's the, that, those are the mic drop points for me. So they have the best union. But when you have that, it's awesome. The problem with that is only people gonna be watching at some point is family and friends. Because we gonna move on and start watching other He's things with our dollars. Friends. <laughs> yeah, that's only people gonna be
2: watching. <laughs> Y'all gonna be rich though. Super rich. We always tell you the people they want. Part of that is listening to you, the people. If you call 985 80 Jalen, you can leave us a voicemail and we'll put it on the show just like this one.
1: Hey guys, uh, um, shout out Redford Ledge and the whole program. Uh, I've listened to your show for a long time and I really love it. Um, I got some dad advice uh, I would like to seek out from you. I'm just real quick about myself my son Um, I'm I grew up without a dad and I have a little boy and um, I I still hoop and 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 I want him to be a basketball player someday and um, he's a big guy he's a a seven-year-old first grader he's 105 pounds and is bigger than most fourth grade boys and um, uh, I, I just w- would like some advice on like what you've seen from your kids or your friend's kids, like how they kind of can influence their kids to maybe uh, pick up a, a sport or something that they enjoy. Um, um, he's, he's already got knees as big as mine and, um, I just want to like make sure he's going to be this big guy that actually knows how to <laughs> play basketball. So I feel some sort of, uh, um, you know, I need to make sure he, he can hold his own on the court. And, um, uh, I just want to be a good influence on him and, and, and uh, try not to screw this up. So, um, and also, uh, how, how big was Jalen? Jalen's a big guy. How big were you at different phases of your life, like in elementary school or, or junior high? And then, like, when did you reach your max height? Um, does, I think I might have a big one on my, a big, big boy on my hands here. So, um, love the program and, um, uh, keep doing what
2: you're doing. Thanks, guys. Well, came to the right place. I also have a son. My son is eight years old. He is gigantic. You know, it works. It, it works against you when you were a large kids a lot of people think you're older and sort of expect more from you. Um, but he still is an eight-year-old, even though he looks like he's 12. Um, my son, in particular, is not interested in athletics whatsoever. So I always see them in the neighborhood. I see. Dad's playing catch with their sons, and dad's shooting hoops with their sons, and I try to do it, I try to do it, I try to do it, but Q-Man Quincy is just not into it. So my advice to you is don't, don't try to pressure kids into doing something they don't want to do. They might reject it and let him, um, I don't know if the case is, what the case is with you, but my son is um, still sort of like, he's so big that he's growing into himself, so his coordination is kind of a little bit behind. So let him sort of progress in athletics at his own desire and his own speed. That would be my advice. Mr. Rose, how big were you when you were a kid, and what's your advice for this young man with a young man?
3: Thank you for the call, we appreciate the support. Best of luck to your son, to you as well. Thank you for being a great dad being in his life, caring about his presence and his future, and doing what you can to try to protect him. The advice I have, I was tall, but not considered a giant to my classmates. I gradually grew, but it ain't like if you look at my fifth or sixth grade picture, for example, I'm just towering over the class. That was never really like how it was for me, I just kind
2: of. You just kind of what? What just happened?
3: <laughs> well, I was talking to you. You just like have
2: both of your phones and staring at the phone. Like, are we doing the show? Oh, I, I, you didn't necessarily tower over your class. It wasn't always like that. You just kind of blank. I'm listening. I got you. That hey man, your literally got both I got hands full on his tension. Okay. <laughs> literally. Karen I only have like, one phone. I only have, have one phone, yet? so you're already in a lot. And then you act like I was listening. I was listening to every single thing you said. I was actually surprised, because I always did tower over my class when I was growing up. I was head and shoulders taller than everybody else, just like Quincy is. And I assume the same for you, being that you're listed at 6'9, but you're probably really like 6'7 and a half. But like I really thought that you would always be taller than your class and I was surprised by that Mr. Rose. I'm 1000% locked I, in and listening just like the listeners of this podcast. I,
3: I gradually I gradually was growing. But here's a term that didn't apply to me that I heard him say about his son that I heard you say about Q that didn't apply to me. I was tall but I was skinny. I wasn't big. And that's and that's a distinction because You could get teased for whatever when you're a kid. So that's what I got teased for being very skinny, having bumps on my face, having bad teeth. And the other thing we do as kids that are so mean that as you get older, you realize how stupid it was, is when you tease each other for being broke when everybody's poor. (laughs) Like that's the dumbest thing ever. You see what I mean? Like People teasing me about having patches in my pants and holes in my socks. It's like, dog, I got holes in my socks, but you got holes in your drawers. Like, it's, it's the same <laughs> it's, thing. You, same you see both. what I mean? Yeah. All right, we're all in the same game. And so what I would encourage you to do, and I was gonna ask you this, Jacoby, there are a lot of parents who birth their kids into doing what they want them to do and or into the jobs or careers that they have. You see what I mean? Like if you're a carpenter, for example, you might be somebody that already your son or daughter's two, three, four years of age, they're going to jobs with you. They're seeing you pick out backsplashes. They're seeing you, and so like you're introducing them to what you do. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or the same thing in sports child is born, put a football in their hand, a basketball in their hand, you know, send him to, send him or her to dance class, to play an instrument, to do an extracurricular activity, to learn a foreign language. Like, to me, those are all things that you want to try to do for a, 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 a young person while they're young. Like, teach them a different language, if possible, teach them how to swim. Hopefully they fall in love with an extracurricular activity to help them stay in some sort of physical condition, but also teach them about life lessons, how to deal with success, how to deal with failure, how to deal with adversity, how to push yourself to work harder or introduce them to a sport. So what I will be curious to ask him, and I'm gonna double back to ask you this, because when you talk about like, you wish you could throw a football with him, but now he's eight, how are you acting with him when he was like one, two, three, and four? Is that something that you were like immersing him in and watching games with them and like taking them like did you force it on him so that now he can fall in love with it because that happens also
2: i wouldn't say force it but we definitely had that mini basketball hoop you know so once they learn how to walk they can dunk and stuff and cheering them along and you know we always had there's always sports around the house because i you know i love sports so so especially when you have like a firstborn son you always get the little baseballs and basketballs and you know the stuffed animals and the little stuff and you try to develop them along like that but i was i never tried to force anything on him he likes soccer you know what i mean so he'll do that but i don't really force um activities on him he quit baseball and i just let him quit i was like all right you don't want to do it no more it's fine because baseball is a tricky one when you're at that age man he would get he got hit by a pitch You know what I mean? They got got little kids. They got eight-year-olds pitching. They should have had the coaches pitch. So he was already upset with baseball because he would play right field, didn't play that much. The ball never got hit to him. Every time he got up, he would just swing three times and miss and walk sad back to the dugout. But then – he got hit by a pitch right in the right in the side, like right in the ribs. And he just walked straight. He didn't even go to first base. He just walked straight to me. He was like, dad, I'm done. I was like, all right, bro. That's fine. I ain't mad at you, Q. Let me tell you something, dog. <laughs> like, I'll never forget this. You should let the kid's pitch. I was, He's seven years old.
3: <laughs> hey, dog, I was at Hutchinson Middle School. Like, I used to play baseball. I played football. I played, When I say play, like, I played on the baseball team. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I remember getting hit by a pitch dog. I wanted to kill this dude. It is my friend, too. I wanted to it kill hurts. him. I was so mad at him, dog. It hurt. It's like, you hurt me, dude. You just threw something I at me. I was so mad at him. <laughs> and, 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 and let me tell you what changed that day. I'm going to tell you what changed that day. We started playing fast pitch tennis ball. Did you play that?
2: No. You know what that is? you play with the tennis balls that a baseball i'm guessing correct but what you do is you play it in front of a wall
3: it ain't like somebody catching the ball mm-hmm. you like draw a square on the wall yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you can see the marks of where it's a ball or a strike kind of like now if you think about as i look back at that imagine if i would have developed the technology that we now see to call balls and strikes. something Man, i was ahead I like, of my time you know, i feel like you see secretly... discovered e equals mc square that was me <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was you know of what i'm saying time.
3: i should have <laughs> had the baseball tracking device 50 years ago man <laughs>
2: we used, to put a, a bo- we used a, to put a chair there we used to put a chair there if you hit the chair lift. it's a strike don't hit the chair it's not a strike that's what we did <laughs> and we played ball. i we, always feel like you wish pl- you were a baseball player you always wish you were a baseball player because of those contracts every time every time every time, every time baseball and comes up and also I, but but here's also like, not to dismiss
3: like the 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 athleticism clearly of professionals that play baseball, but they do a lot of standing around.
2: Mm-hmm. You know they what do. I'm saying? They, they, a like, lot of basketball, downtime on the just, baseball field.
3: Basketball is the exact opposite. The 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 polar opposite. Yeah. We do, <laughs> only time we standing around free throw line.
2: Yep. That's the only time. A lot you of know stand what I'm around saying? baseball. Like, a lot of downtime. Baseball, you're, a pitcher, you're a pitcher, you yeah. play like once a week. The rest of the time, you just put the uniform on to just stand around for four hours.
3: And imagine if you're in the field playing defense behind a pitcher that struck out nine people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you ain't even getting balls, hidden play. No, I've always, I've always learned being in sports media for a long time that baseball players are really good at just wasting time and talking talking trash and just like doing nothing because they, they have a lot of practice at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's why they have to so be like,
3: superstitions and stuff. Yeah,
2: they, they, they got a lot of practice and just like BSing and just wasting time and making fun of each other and stuff like that. Like, that's why some baseball players are some of the, the best athletes to hang out with because they're also not as recognizable as other athletes as well, so they can just kind of be regular folks. Hockey players are the kings of that, though. Hockey players are the best hang of all, of all professional sports because no one recognizes them anywhere. They get all the good parts, none of the bad parts. Jalen. just so you know, Jacoby,
3: I was Ben Ogilvy on first base.
2: <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers, that was my guy. Ben Ogilvy is your guy? I was a first was baseman too. Bill, Buck, Bill Buckner was my guy. If you're left-handed, they just put you at first base. I'm not left-handed, <laughs> but they would just do that. They'd be like, oh, they just put him at first. <laughs> I had the and special you tell, and all that. You could
3: not tell me I wasn't Ken Griffey Jr. You could not tell me that.
2: Jalen, you are you not, not Ken Griffey Jr. You could not tell me I wasn't Rod
3: it. Carew. When I was young, I used to hold the bat like Rod Carew. You
2: whenever you saying, start mentioning baseball players, they, they all have something in common. You know what I mean? Like whenever you start listing your favorite baseball players, they all—they all just have something in common. I can't figure out exactly what it is, but they're left-handed. That's what it is. That must be it. They're left-handed. I appreciate the call. Everybody can call 985 80 Jalen anytime. Leave us a voicemail, and we'll put you on the show. We'll be back tomorrow with an dope pot of step two. Why is that, Jalen Anthony Rose?
3: We're not done. We're not done, we are not done.